gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. The superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the hall of justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice Podcast. Everyone, happy holidays and welcome to a special edition of the Hall of Justice Podcast. A little later this week because of the Christmas holiday and because of the subject that we are reviewing. Victor Dandridge, uh, Jack of all trades, has a big announcement that he's not allowed to make yet, I believe. And he's going to come back in January because uh, he's got some big, big stuff going on. So make Huge. sure you check Victor out. Check him out on social media because I'm sure he's going to leak it that way first before he comes back on the podcast. Um, this is a very important movie review for two reasons. Number one, the pandemic has made movies a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. And this podcast this year, while it has reviewed great TV shows, I mean, really great TV shows, uh, it has not reviewed many movies. As a matter of fact, the only movies in 2020 that this podcast reviewed are Harley Quinn, Birds of Quay, Birds of Prey, whatever the hell that's called. <laughs> Actually, I like that. Birds of Cray. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Cray. Cray. <laughs> bad. And uh, and the New Mutants about a month ago. And that was it. Um, right. And because of the pandemic, Black Widow never got released. Shang-Chi never got released. And Wonder Woman 1984, which was the very highly anticipated sequel to Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. um, was originally supposed to come out in December of 2019, mm -hmm. was delayed, and then the pandemic delayed it again and again and again and again uh, to December 25th. So what we did was we delayed the podcast so that we could review this movie. This movie is also a major, major review for Victor and I because we've been obsessed with the first film, and then... One of the best podcasts we ever did is episode 95. 95. So this is over 100 episodes ago. That's right. That, that podcast was How the Hell is Chris Pine in Wonder Woman <laughs> 2? <laughs> how, Sway, how? And we'll get into that because we have, we have clips. But this is a spoiler podcast. Um, you've been warned. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, 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 I tweeted... Ugh. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I tweeted, mm -hmm. And people were like, can you at least let us see it yet? I said, I never do spoilers on social media, but we do them on the podcast. So with that, with all the hype, with all the anticipation, mm -hmm. what the hell was that? That was approximately two and a half hours of, huh? Why? Of, of standalone dribble it was it was kind it was kind of disrespectful like all right i'll start off being being honest i did not love the first wonder woman movie i've said so repeatedly openly i have yeah. my reasons but but to to that argument i did i loved right. wonder Woman, which is fair which is fair so i looked at this as the great opportunity to win me back like Wonder Woman is, is a favorite character of mine. Like I love Wonder Woman. I love everything that she represents, what she stands for, who she is. Love Wonder Woman. So I was really eager to see this, this return. I understand that the DCEU has been kind of splintered and not quite as continuity heavy. Like they don't, things are sequels, but not sequels. Okay, cool. I get it. I get it. I get it. But this is definitely a sequel, much in the same way as... Harley Quinn, uh, Birds of Cray was a sequel to uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad yeah. <clears throat> so the there's clear story beats that are referenced from the initial movie. 
if not directly uh, attributed from the initial movie. Although, uh, give them credit for not just reusing footage, um, they actually showed everything new, which is, you know, claps, claps, claps to them. But beyond that, it is some of the most disrespectful iterations of this character I think I've ever seen. Like, she starts, she's mean when it starts off. Like, what is that? Wonder Woman mean? Like, I thought the, the closest thing to mean that we would see was in Batman v Superman, where she was just kind of giving Bruce crap. Like, yeah, whatever, you know, Playboy, I'm not even worried about you. Like, but she was mean in this movie at the beginning. But let me quantify what you're saying uh, in the sense that, number one, what we're talking about is the writing. And Gal Gadot can do no wrong. And she was beautiful. <laughs> she was magnificent in this film. She looked incredible. She looks great. And she, is, I could listen to her read the phone book, and that's funny because that actually happened. <laughs> it's true, it does. <laughs> when, she, when she says, uh, this is a phone book, and I just went, oh my God, I've made that joke for years. <laughs> All she has to say now is Sheket Bavaka Shah, and she is literally saying everything in my dreams. There you go. Uh, there okay, you go. Continue. Con continue. <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. Like my gripe will first and foremost be with the writing. Uh, I am a writer. Um, and this is always a hard thing, man, because like you recognize like people in Hollywood, they got a job for a reason, or you like to think they got a job for a reason. Um, and it's skill-based. But you, it, and it's, it becomes one of those things where very dangerously, I'm like, I can do that better. Like, you're not supposed to say that. Like, as a fellow crafts, craftsperson, practitioner, artisan, you're not supposed to look at somebody something like, I can do that better. But I can do that better. I can't. Um, no question. I have no doubts. And that brings us to one of the major subjects. You know, the one caveat to what you're saying is, this character, this Wonder Woman, is mm -hmm. dumb. Right. And no, she's dumb bad. And, and, bad. And really dumb. And, you know, we remember I ripped Spider-Man for that. Mm -hmm. Remember mm -hmm. I said, how is he so stupid? He didn't know that that guy was a bad guy. Like, what, what are you, crazy? Okay. Right. So right. this Wonder Woman is dumb. Uh, let's go into the, let's not bury the lead here. Okay. Um, the anticipation for this film for both of us was... How were they bringing Chris Pine back? Yes. Because when we saw him in the photos mm -hmm. years ago, mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking a lot of years ago. Yes. Like three years ago, almost. We saw like, photos that yeah. he was in. Right. Yeah. This is episode 214. Mm -hmm. We started talking about this sequel in episode 95. 214. Yeah. 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 That's some time. That's, That's some a time. lot of time. That's some time. Okay. So I want to insert here. Uh, we have a clip. This is a clip from episode 95 mm -hmm. of a theory that we gave. And then there are internet theories. And I'm just going to precursor it by saying the theory you will hear from us, plus the internet theories that we'll go over after, mm -hmm. are all better then how Chris Pine came back in Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Here's the clip. Victor and I, uh, we did a review last year uh, of Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And we waxed poetic about it. Um, they announced on social media that they have commenced production of the wonder woman sequel yes the rumor is is that it's wonder woman 2 but then they might be calling it wonder woman 1984 yes um and that's supposedly the hashtag that they're doing the wonder woman uh, 1984 but in the, the the photos that were revealed online you saw gal gadot in right. the wonder woman outfit and they can't really tweak that outfit too much because remember there's a timeline that's and right. she's been in Batman Superman, which takes place, you know, after 1984 and Justice League. So it pretty much has to stay consistent. And, you know, she can't die because right. she's in she's in these movies. And uh, Kristen Wiig is Cheetah. Mm -hmm. Stop me if I'm saying any of this incorrect. Nope. Nope. But, you're good right so far. But then they announced that Chris Pine. What? Who is Captain James T. Kirk. Hey, now. On the Star Trek reboot. Right. 
Chris Pine is in the movie as Steve Trevor. Now hold on, hold on. How is did, that possible? We did know we not see. Did we not review Wonder we, Woman? We totally saw him eighty six out. Big explosion in the sky. Okay, so let's 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 peel back a layer here. When they said Steve Trevor, dun dun dun, do you, my friend, believe that they mean the same Steve Trevor from the first movie? Da, da, da. That's why I made the joke earlier about calling him Steve Trevor Jr. Jr. because he would have to be not just Steve Trevor's son, but the son of his son. Um, and is I'm that less creepy. That would be a lot less creepy. I mean, right? it's such a far removed thing that you know it's it it shouldn't it shouldn't even be a thing, you know, like to the point where maybe even for all intents and purposes, Steve doesn't believe that it's the same woman. You know, like maybe that's one of the things well, is like he has to he has to re meet her. Well, not only does he re meet her, he doesn't think that it's the same woman that his grandfather knew. Like he thinks it's, you know, um, it's got to be one of her descendants. You know, she's the granddaughter of that Wonder Woman. Or um, even more to a point, based on the way things were, <clears throat> it's possible that they would never know about Diana. Like Steve never left Diana to be like, hey, I got to go visit my family. So for all intents and purposes, after he finds out about Wonder Woman, he dies. So if he left behind a family, they never met Wonder Woman either. So they wouldn't even know that there's a connection between her and, mm. and Steve. This portion of the Hall of Justice is brought to you by Elocanths. Elocanths is your audio superpower because it helps you get through all the things you don't have time to read. Wait a minute. I don't have a lot of time to read many things. Elocanths is an app that turns articles, emails, and documents into audio podcasts instantly. You can take articles stuck in your browser windows, and I have plenty. All my sports articles, all my superhero articles, even some Prince articles I haven't even read yet. Elecance turns them into audio, so if I'm driving, if I'm editing, I've been blocking out time to exercise. That's another topic altogether. There are so many services out there that take audio and turn them into text, this does the exact opposite. It says here you should listen to them while you're running. Clearly they don't know me. I only run when chased. Listen to a PDF document while in the car, doing things around the house. Give your eyes a break from your screen by listening instead of reading. There's even a Chrome extension so you can add articles and web pages directly to your app. You can find Elecance in the App Store or Google Play for iOS or Android, if that's your drug of choice. It's spelled E-L-O-C-A-N-C-E. Download the app now. Start listening on the go. Check out Elecance. And now, back to the Hall of Justice. So what we're presenting is... It was an homage to the 1977 uh, Linda Carter series, sure. which was uh, that Chris Pine is the grandson. Right. I had said it was a descendant because I was using the Lyle Wagner uh, season two to season three right. Wonder Woman uh, idea. And you took it and ran, you took that football and ran with it. But I do. And you said that it'd have to be the grandson because 1917 is when the first Wonder Woman mo movie comes out. 1984, it would have to be the grandson. Mm -hmm. And the caveat that we go on in that podcast is, remember, 2016, Wonder Woman is introduced and she has no recollection of, she, there's no reference to Steve Trevor. None. Now, later in Justice League, now that's after we recorded that episode. Right. Bruce Wayne mocks her for Steve Trevor <laughs> in does. one of the most awkward lines going <laughs> and she slaps him or does something and said, don't you ever talk about my name, my, his right. name. And I was just like, you don't mess with Gal Gadot. I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's a fair statement. When you were a kid, yeah, you played a game with your friends mm -hmm. and you said, what would you do if you had three wishes? And the <laughs> game is I'd wish for a thousand wishes. And you said, but that's not the game. Right. 
It's big. You can't. You, I can wish anything I want. If it's a wish, it's a wish. That's what this movie is. Basically, that's that's what is, this movie is. is it that, is the monkey is paw, that, monkey's paw. Is that possible that we're just not the demographic for this? No, I am directly the the, the demographic. I am the geek guy. I am I am the comic book nerd. I am interested in Gal Gadot as a as a feminist icon. I am everything that this that this movie should should speak to. I'm an 80s baby. So like going back to 84, you're in my wheelhouse. You went to a mall. Everybody knows I love the mall. Like I am that person. I am 100% that person. Talk to me. I am the I am kid me. is on the escalator. On the escalator. No, 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 no you're right. He's, had to he's do on it. the escalator again. Um yeah, no, no, no. I definitely think that <laughs> that we are the the right demographic. I just don't think that they nailed any part of what they needed to for this movie. I think what like Wonder Woman is a side character in her own movie. She makes cameo appearances. Cameos. It really, it really is the Pedro Pascal story. And he's better, he's better in the Mandalorian. Listen, I all I'll say is this. As a character who is routinely gruff rough until he gets a child, he's fantastic. Okay. He did that in the Mando. He did that in this. Once he realized that he needed the child, that he was a much better person, was able to let it all go. This time it just happened to actually be his child. <laughs> you know, baby Maxwell. Um, why, why did Maxwell Lord have an accent? Let's, let's because, just Because, okay, so one, I'll give him credit for that because what they are not trying to do is whitewash uh, Pedro. They're not trying to whitewash him and pretend like he's not of Hispanic descent. So he is, and they played a little piece in that in saying that Lord is not his actual last name. He's got a, he's got uh, a very that. ethnic... Okay. Last that. name. It's like Lorizondo or, or Lorizondo, something like that. Um, so he just, changed his name for TV. and Yes, yes. Geez. Simon Stagg says anyone who quick. changes their name for broadcasting purposes, that's just dumb. We're just going to we're just going to let that die. More on the Hall of Justice, but first a message from DC Comics and Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Stargirl, the complete first season. Stargirl was on the DC Universe, then moved to the CW, and it is a great show. And I'm not just saying that. It's now available on digital, Blu-ray, DVD. It's available September 29th, so next week, if you're listening to this, on the day that it was released. It's about Jeff Johns and his career in comic books. He created Stargirl, lovingly inspired by his late sister, who was killed in a plane explosion. Courtney Whitmore, as she inspires an unlikely group of young heroes. It's cute. It has legacy in D.C. There's the Justice Society of America, and then there's these teenagers, and the villains have arcs to them. And we had Nelson Lee on the podcast, and he talks about the series. And even though you don't ever see his face, <laughs> we didn't know that at the time, uh, he's great, and the storylines are great. We're not going to spoil the end, but it was a great first season, and it got renewed for a season two. Breck Bessinger is great. She's fantastic. We told you about Nelson Lee. Amy Smart's in it. Luke Wilson, uh, old school himself. Luke Wilson is in it. Uh, he's great, too. Um, the whole show is just a lot of fun. And again, it was originally DC Universe. It's ne it was then on the CW. That's where I saw it, and now it's out on Blu-ray, digital, and DVD, and it's great. And it can play with Voodoo and iTunes and all the available retailers that you can find. Uh, if you're quarantined and you haven't seen this yet, it's a great show. It's really enjoyable. Um, I would say it's as good as anything else of the CW, and uh, if you watch The Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's in it. It's, it's part of it. So uh, it's all connected. Stargirl, the complete first season, is currently available to own on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Now back to the show. Shout out to uh, Lucian, was it Lucian Perez, who played his son. Um, I hope that kid has has a bright future, and that this is just a footnote in it. Um, Big career. Yeah, yeah. For, not know. this one. Don't be known for this one, little man, because. Uh, there's there's more for you out there. I believe that. Um, but in here's the comics, the in the comics, yeah. his name was Maxwell Lord, and he never. Th there was no Hispanic. Yeah, no, 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 no. His name was, was Maxwell Lord. Period. To okay. Yeah, to accommodate the fact that Pedro Pascal is playing him, 
and and that's cool like i don't mind that i was like that's a smart move um shout out to uh simon stag that's a little comic book reference that was um, great right yeah, yeah yeah if you guys been watching arrow you should know you should recognize stag industries um know that the connection here to metamorpho rex mason that's his uh, father-in-law yay um so here's here's my tip top thing like the the like gal was great looking in this movie i hated it i hated her characterization she was great looking in this movie i loved kristen wig as dr barbara minerva like i loved her because she was interesting she was flawed but she embraced her own flaws like she had no problem like just hugging those flaws bringing them to herself and be like this is me and it was honest it was authentic all the things that diana should absolutely be honest what lasso of truth Diana's not honest at all. She's terrible in this movie. Like she's she is early Spider-Man bad. Like when Peter makes all the wrong choices for selfish reasons, that's her. Only she's a grown ass woman. And the reference that you're talking about, we're not talking about Tom Holland. You're talking no. about Toby Maguire going to the wrestling. Yes. And when he yes. finds out he has powers and goes to wrestle because he needs to make money. Yes. He wants it needs to make money. He wants to make he money. He wants to make money. Like literally, <clears throat> here's the thing. Okay, so at its core in this movie, Wonder Woman is selfish. And that's the thing that makes it so terrible. It it has a structural uh interesting piece. Okay, so I've already seen this movie twice. I saw it once in a private screening, and then I watched it in HBO Max with my family. Yay! Good times. I suffered through it the second time because I figured That's the first time you watch it, life. it really is. Oh my God. The first time you you're experiencing it and you have a visceral action. Second time I'm watching it for technique. And here's the funny thing. The second time you watch it, it becomes very apparent that that opening sequence is actually the lesson that she's supposed to remember through the rest of the movie and doesn't remember. The whole thing that her aunt teaches her in Tyope <clears throat> is that if you try to cheat, you'll never win. You can't they put have, that scene in there. They totally put it in there at the beginning of the movie. You can't do this. If you cheat, you never actually win. That's at the beginning of the movie when Diana is but a little girl. This is what she's taught as a child. Mind you, she stays years on Themyscira. Like we, we really actually don't know how long it took for her to go from a small child to leaving Themyscira. We know that she grows, but clearly... Being that she's what sixty-seven years older in in Wonder Woman two or eighty-four than she was at the end of Wonder Woman, but she doesn't look any different. She didn't actually age in sixty-something years. So who's to say how long that is? Like she could she could have been on Themyscira for like fifteen hundred years. She forgot that lesson all of a sudden. Like she's cheating in order to get Steve back. She cheats. She makes a wish. She lets some other guy get erased and she's okay with it that is horrible like she 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 makes references like we have to get to the bottom of this we have to figure out how it happened but she doesn't seem to care no no she just wants steve back and there's no and the, it raises a question because it doesn't make any sense for her if she lived in america after the first movie mm-hmm and doesn't go back to the island like right. in the TV show. Right. Because if she doesn't go back to the island, see, that's what I thought when in the trailer, when they show the island, I said, oh, wow, they'll go back to the island and right. maybe she does more. And it's after Antiope's death and maybe the mom, like something happens with the mom or something. Why so does she go back to Earth? Uh, not Earth, uh, to America. Right. And it you don't revisit that know. she has no. a kick-ass apartment oh yeah I bet it's, you it's rent controlled oh well do they have rent control in 84 yeah but if she bought it in 1920 how much could the rent mm -hmm. go up was dc popping like that in 1920 i don't know if they had a uh, apartments like that in 1920 <laughs> i don't know if they reached that high yet <laughs> uh, and she has this great and she has this job oh which, my god which she she has this job now in the show she was she was a in, in she worked for the government right the IADC I right know, how about that for my memory? hey good point. and I'm telling you I was in the bag for that show <laughs> and the the idea that she's just an archaeologist does that connect to what 
she does in 2016 when no she was an art director she was like she worked at the louvre man like that's not even it's not even the same it didn't same continent no not the same continent not the same focus like no 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 there's no reason that it's in 1984 other than it had to be something between 1917 and 2016 because it had to be a prequel basically yeah there's nothing in particular that says we needed this to be the year. Nothing. I, unless you want to reference like the Star Wars program. Okay. That was like a throwaway line in reference to this communication system that the, the president has. Oh, it's like the Star Wars program. Was that president supposed to be Reagan? I, I hope not. I hope not. Because that's really, a bad Reagan. It was, it was a terrible Reagan. <laughs> he was a terrible Reagan. And Nixon in the... Uh, in the um, x-men movie was, was way better foolish but was buffoonish but but like cartoonish almost yeah but, but it looked nixon. like it like you knew it was nixon was this ronald reagan i'm gonna just sip my water on that one i don't um, because if you're referencing the star wars uh, uh that was reagan uh, era that's reagan yeah that's what he did yeah and i'm just watching that uh miniseries the reagan oh nice i'm only one episode in I'm, i want to see all was that, that actor busy was he not available like he couldn't cameo in for this movie I don't know. <laughs> Give him a day rate, yeah. Like, come on, what are you doing? Um, now, there's there's just so many things about this movie that, <clears throat> that that missed the mark for me. Like I said, number one, Diana herself being selfish, um, not caring whether or not she was destroying somebody's life. Like, literally, okay, here's the thing. Let's spoil it. Let's get right into it. Yeah. Steve comes back because she makes a wish for him, right? She... First of all, no, no, no. let's she go says, back. Let's... She said she basically just says it's her only wish. Yeah, it's her only and wish. She doesn't right? know that she, she's wishing it and she doesn't know that she, no. she's not deliberately. Let's just clear. She's yeah. not deliberately trying to bring Steve back. No, no. He just wishes that, and that, he, that she's she allowed to back. wish that. Boom. She's holding on to the wish stone. First of all, let's take a pause. Anybody who is anybody that has grown up in a Themyscirian like era should know that you don't just read Latin out loud. Okay. She should know that certain words have have power and you don't just read that out loud. Like, what are you doing? Like when she did it, I'm like, did she just read the Latin? Have you not seen like, excuse me, excuse me. Evil dead is mind wiped. Right. Like evil dead is a rise of Skywalker reference, folks. That's for you. Good job. Holiday present for you. There you go. She should know not to just read that thing. Let me just say that right there. Um, So she says it. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> still in her borderline spiteful, don't talk to me-ness, um, this guy shows up randomly out of nowhere and starts talking to her. And of course, she's so put off by the men in her universe that she can't be bothered until he says the key phrases that are directly pulled from the first Wonder Woman movie. Quotes from Steve Trevor. Phrases that at first don't make a lick of sense like, I wish we had more time. Lots of people have said that. I'm sure in 67 years, no one else has ever said, I wish we had more time. But you're missing the my, my question for you about that is, yeah. is that is that an illusion or is reality changing? It's an illusion. It's just an illusion. It's just so an Steve illusion. Trevor never comes back. No, just his spirit, like just his essence, his soul, maybe. But only in her mind. Only in her mind. Like it takes over this other guy's body completely. But is the other guy making all the decisions? No, it's Steve. It's Steve. Yes. So So, the other guy goes away. Yeah. He gets wiped, but he's still a person. Right. Like he gets wiped. That was very quantum leap, by the way. Oh my God. It's really weird. It's very weird, right? Um, Ziggy. (laughs) He needed a Ziggy. Um, Because the thing is, like, okay. So based on that, like you have to wonder um, if the other if other people did see Steve or the other guy, they never addressed that in this movie, which would have been something very interesting, like especially when they're like um, she makes that reference that he doesn't have a passport. How do you know he doesn't have a passport like that dude might actually have a passport. He's an engineer. In DC. Like, what are you talking about? You have no idea what he has. Um, but of course, they just play on the idea that he is Steve. But. That's because as she and says, she well, doesn't that's how care. I see you. And she doesn't does, care. she's, she's doesn't so care. wrapped up in it. She ceases to have any of the virtue 
any. That this movie, they swear by this. Like, any. Like, what, what Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot have been saying for weeks leading up to this release is that you'll be inspired. No, no. What, what was inspiring? <clears throat> no, she is a terrible person. Like I said, like, it's the it's notion that literally once they figure out that Steve is inhabiting somebody else's body and they go on this adventure, at no point does she go, do you have a life that you're supposed to get back to? Does he have a job? Does he have friends, family that are worried family? about him? Like any of this? Like, is especially worried as, about him? Right. As the world goes crazy, yeah. who's showing up to check on Steve Trevor? Like, who is it? Like, who is this? Who is this, this guy's people? And clearly... With a little reference at the end, we know he has friends because they decide to make fun of him for the outfit that you know she selected. But these people didn't care that he was gone for like a week. Like, eh, whatever, I don't care. Like it's it's things like that that I'm sure somebody's gonna be like, that's nitpicky, maybe. But <laughs> we we deserve to get really good storytelling that is is nitpicky proof. Okay, like. Because this is character. This is characterization. Wonder Woman should always care about these things. But she and the doesn't. first movie set a bar for what an inspiring female-driven movie can be. Like the first movie, I mean, we had our critiques of the first well, movie. Well, sure. I mean, I have my deep criticisms. Right. But even, even then, even then. Even then, it's not, it, it wasn't this bad. It wasn't well, this. Well, that's, that's, that's literally the thing. Like, what I've always said is as much as I didn't like Wonder Woman, it did create a bar. I'm glad that it exists. Now we have to go higher, right? Like we've got this base level. Awesome. Now let's go higher. This takes a step down. It takes a step down because it's, it's worse. It's worse. She still doesn't really have any agency. I, I just don't, I don't understand why. I mean, there's so many things that I would do differently. I might even, I might have to like write a blog about the things that I would have done differently just to, to, well, make it work speaking of blogs yeah. um so our theory our theory was that this chris pine was was the grandson that right. was our theory the other theories were number one that it's the martian manhunter that's creepy would have right. been better though yeah would have been yeah. would have been yeah. much would've better would have loved that and if you give like and if you brainwash uh martian manhunter and he mm -hmm. believes he's steve trevor and mm -hmm. fools her I'd be all in on that. That'd mm -hmm. be a better, better thing. Um, the other one was that Green Lantern saved him. Wow. And that's transported a, him to the future by accident. Th these were all things that we yeah. read after like our it. podcast. Like so we it. did that podcast in episode 95 and months went by. And then a trailer came by where he didn't know what a trash can was. And I was like, well, that, you know, then that's not his grandson. Like right. it's impossible. It's it's fish out of that fish out of water. Fish out of water joint. You know? Right. So that you know, kiboshed our theory. So then I started reading all these other theories, and this was years ago. Mm -hmm. And when the movie now remind me of this, mm -hmm. the movie was supposed to come out in December of nineteen. Yes. Why was it delayed then? I don't remember. We don't readily know. There was a rumor of re reshoots. That was the rumor, was that they're going to be some they reshoot. reshoot. Yep. Maybe they, they reshoot the scene with in in the in the desert with the trucks with look like the 2020 Mercedes? I maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know I those don't know didn't look like 1984 cars. Sure didn't. Sure didn't. But I mean I don't, yeah, it's hard to say. Shout out to my wife, by the way. She, that was her note. She, she pulled that out like. There's one point during that film where she literally was going to host the show. <laughs> Man, listen, I would have I would have gladly taken her whole perspective. Like, let's break it down. Let's talk about it. Um, okay. <laughs> this is my notes. So, so far, this is what we've covered. 60 years go by. She's all alone. Mm -hmm. uh, I can watch Gal Gadot do anything. Um, why does Mando maxwell have an accent we did this okay. i love mando maxwell i'm calling him that from now on <laughs> mando maxwell and that was what i called him okay uh he can fly a plane yeah oh my and, god and you know the npr podcast um uh pop culture happy hour which is mm -hmm. a highly recommended podcast uh they reviewed this movie and they did a spoiler fr spoiler free so i listened to it two days before it came out Mm -hmm. 
And they said, well, there's something at an hour and 10 minutes that'll make you scream out loud. And what they were regretting was that you don't have the theater experience because when that happened, people would have gone nuts. Right. Like how is he had an invisible jet, not make a plane invisible. Yo, yo, a stolen plane. She can make invisible. Listen, this is this is the example of fan service gone wrong. Okay, that's what that is. As much as we, we've been talking in pop culture, how The Mandalorian ends with a great piece of fan service. Um, basically, this entire season was fan service to Star Wars fans. This is one of those times when they did it absolutely wrong. Yes, you created an invisible jet, but then you don't use it anymore, like at <laughs> all, for the rest of the movie. What'd you do it for? What was the point? And it's a stolen plane. It's a stolen plane. Good job. You're a thief. She has to explain radar. She used her key card thing to get in. They know you took it. They know you took it. What are you doing? Like I said, like this is, do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is not Wonder Woman. This is not Wonder Woman. She's not dumb. She's not that stupid. Oh my God. Like it's, it's, it's those things that, Again, create storytelling threads that just unravel instantly, and it's terrible. You got, she creates the invisible plane. She learns how to fly physically herself, but then does the cool swing on lightning. Like, but why are you swinging when you just learned how to fly? Like, you just figured it out. She's she's supermaning it. Like, she's supermaning. She was, she was she's, fly, those flight scenes are gorgeous. and They're beautiful. And not only that, but she... I'm sorry. That's a better flight scene. I'm not. It's not fair to compare this, but yes, it is. I compared it to to Supergirl because it's the only other live action person that flies. Yeah. And it's 10,000 times better than Supergirl. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It was it was stunning. And she like the the poses that she had were were straight out of comic books. Yes. Yes. I I think that they use my man, Karan Grant. Uh, some of his his Wonder Woman pieces as a reference because his stuff is it's beautiful it's it's got a lot of air to it it's gorgeous. Um, my issue and my son like my my youngest son just could not stop laughing every time they showed her running. He hated the effect of her running, like the CGI of it, the stiffness, the way that it 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 matched into the environment. It didn't work for him. Like this is a kid that wants to believe he's, he's in there. He's in that space. He's 14. So he loves gal period. And every time she ran, he just could, he, it, it killed him. He couldn't take it. Well, there, there, and there's something to that as well in that number one, her costume's a lot brighter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why. And the idea is if it's just for the aesthetic of it, she goes out of her way mm-hmm. to be secretive. And there's a great article in the New York Times about how the continuity that you knew she can never be discovered Mm -mm. because in 2016, when she's introduced to the world, no one knows who she is. Nobody. And if that's all. So they paid attention to all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's like she's lassoing uh, um, uh, cameras, security cameras. Nobody knows who she is. Yeah, she's a myth. She's more of a myth than Batman was. Right. And and on top of that, why was she why did her costume get brighter? Yep. If she's hiding, she's supposed to be in the shadows. That's that's that those were low colors in the 80s. You got to remember, you know, back in the 80s, bright red, bright blue. If it wasn't neon, that's dark. So it's 80s dark. That's what it is. That's 80s goth. I'm making a joke. That is, I have no real reason for why that is, man. Like, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to be a secret, don't go for brighter colors. Like, you know. Be a secret. Wear a cape. Wear a cloak. Something. A mask. Be a secret. I didn't understand Mm -hmm. the motivation for it. It's almost like you're serving a lot of masters. So Mm -hmm. to that end, I will say this. Executive producer on this movie is Zack Snyder. Mm Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder has had a hand in every one of these DC uh, cinematic universe, whatever this 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 world is. Right. Right. He directed Man of Steel. He directed Batman v Superman. He sort of directed Justice League. He's mm-hmm. getting another shot at Justice League. And Gal Gadot says in the interviews, she didn't shoot anything for the new one. Right. So you've seen. 
Well, here's the thing. Like with my my very basic understanding of some Hollywood, you know, uh, titlings, executive producer doesn't always have a huge hand creatively in the process. They are somebody that things have been referenced from and okay. they get a check for that. So like Stan Lee was executive producer of pretty much all of the Marvel movies, right? Okay. But he didn't really have a hand in, oh, you should do this or you should do, do you that. you think Zack Snyder didn't have a hand in Maxwell Lord, in the Cheetah? I don't think so. No, I really don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, Not and, when and, looking and at the who the writers argument, are. And well, and the other argument is they have everybody in that studio mm-hmm. has seen the original Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Where you shoehorn in too many bad guys. Mm hmm. The Cheetah story is completely overshadowed by Maxwell Lord's story. Mm-hmm. You don't really care about Maxwell Lord, except for the fact that he was great. I mean, he, he chews the scenery in this thing. But like, on purpose. On purpose. Oh, no, he was he was bombastic on purpose. Right. Kristen Wiig's character was underdeveloped, would you right. agree? Because you barely know her before she suddenly becomes Wonder Woman's uh, powers. And, you know, and then ultimately her cheetah world. And then she kind of dies, but then comes back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you renounce everything and everybody comes back. Uh, Ideally speaking, except for Steve, you renounce and he's got to die again. (laughs) (laughs) How about the guy that tells his wife, I I wish you dropped dead? Oh, my God. I don't think that was his wife. But why did it take him so long to renounce his wish? Like, he's a jerk. Like, dude, like you saw her just literally fall down dead. And Wonder Woman has to be like, hey, you should probably renounce this. How about until you renounce your wish, she can't renounce her. So you're still getting kicked out of the country. Yeah. Good job, buddy. And, and, the, and, the, and the waitress, uh, I think she's Japanese. The waitress mm-hmm. that says, oh, it wants to be famous. famous. And all of a sudden, everybody looks at her. And she's like, oh, my God, this is weird. This is what you asked for. This is what you asked for. Here's the thing. Okay, so I'm going to put a a little posit out here. So at the White House, if I was writing this story, at the White House, Maxwell Lord would have died. When Cheetah shows up, Cheetah would have killed him, right? Even though she wasn't full Cheetah style yet, Cheetah would have killed him and taken him on out. The real bad guy who we should have had a glorious fight and Cheetah kind of becomes the herald of is whatever God built this wish thing in the first place. Right. Like this, this person comes back to reclaim his stone. Yes. Because like, if this was um, a powerful entity, something that uh, the God wrote, right. And I can't remember what they said. The God's name was, Um, I think it was some Mayan God. This God is now the most powerful God on the planet because everyone you're right like is starting to be affected by this thing everyone even though max is big you know i'm gonna reach out to everyone that hasn't happened fine but all the effects like scale wise that max put into place should be empowering this god and this god should definitely step in and go thank you um you've had enough you know now you're you're gonna get to a point where you can challenge me and i don't want that like you made yourself the stone and I don't want you to have that kind of power. So the agreement becomes sending Cheetah to kill Maxwell Lord. And she does it. And part of her transition into more of the Cheetah-like state is this God giving her this ability. Like you are, you're a predator, you're a killer. And again, monkey's paw, she does this and becomes more cat-like because of it. Like it's, it's a reaction. But Diana should have fought this God not have a conversation with max right like give me give me give me more man i get the fight with cheetah sure she's she's the she's the underboss you should still fight the big boss and that big boss is not maxwell lord not at all it's like a big matzo ball it's like it's like a like what yeah why uh patty jenkins uh, um said in a in a pretty revealing interview that at first she was very against HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell this movie was shot in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, I do regret not seeing it on a giant screen. Um, you should. You should. I, it was pretty. I, I will say I will say that between the finale of The Mandalorian and mm-hmm. this, um, 
I never thought I wanted a bigger TV. <laughs> <laughs> but you do now. Um, and Patty Jenkins said that uh, she's not committed to the third. Mm. And the only way she'll do the third is if she finds out that Warner Brothers is recommitting itself to the theater process. Wow. Wow. Um, I think Patty we'll, Jenkins we'll... didn't write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, don't know. Well, I, I, no, no, I don't no. Know. She, she was part of the writing staff. She was but part I would of love staff. to have. I would love to have an honest conversation that's not a PR vehicle, right? Because that's the thing. All these interviews right now are PR vehicles, right? And I'd love to sit down. I mean, Gal Gadot has an automatic <laughs> to this goddamn podcast. But I would like to just ask her and just say, when when you're in this, what what was your takeaway from this, right? Um. There are three writers listed on this movie. Um, Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, and uh, Dave Callahan. Now, Jeff has been a phenomenal comic book writer. There's been some questions to his translation of things to other media. Um, it hasn't always stuck like everybody thought it should. Including um, TV. Yeah, yeah, definitely including TV. Um, Dave Callahan is the writer for the upcoming Shang-Chi movie. So since you mentioned that earlier, uh, he's one of the writers at least of that one. Uh, also has credits for The Expendables. Um, Doom was like his first feature film that came out. Um, Doom was fun, not great, but it was fun. Um, you know, the, what is it? Jean-Claude Van Johnson, he wrote that. Um, he's, got, he's got some recognizable, I won't say notable, we'll say recognizable titles under his belt. Um, I don't know who exactly is to blame for my personal gripes here. Um, but you know, I hope it's not Dave cause he's got a lot of stuff coming out. He's got quite a few things coming. Shang-Chi is coming and we'll definitely know, like if Shang-Chi has the same vibe that this does, then I'll be like, yo, if Dave, if Dave wrote it, I'm not watching it. Like, I'm just telling you that right now. Like that's, that's one and of those things. And for this DC uh, extended universe, whatever this DC cinematic universe, mm -hmm. this is yet another time that we have eagerly anticipated a film and been completely let down. Let down. Let down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, it Man comes down to it. They don't Man know what the, they Batman don't know. What they have. Superman, uh, Justice League, um, uh, uh, Shazam. This uh, makes all of my thoughts on Aquaman? like what Man of Steel was supposed to be that much more valid. Like it's so crazy to see this play out. It it makes it that much more valid what I thought it was going to be versus what it what it ended up being. Like I literally thought that the thing was going to be um, that Clark was going around the world finding other rumors that he had heard about, which is exactly what Wonder Woman sets herself up as as this yeah. rumor. Like, right? She's a rumor. It's crazy. That's crazy. It's wild. It, it, it's wild. And you just kind of wonder at the end of it, like, does anybody remember any of the chaos uh, that happened from all this? Right. Where, you know, where does Maxwell Lord go now? Does he just he, he doesn't pay for his crimes? Right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he I admits to the kid that he goes, I'm not the good man. <laughs> right. I'm a loser. I'm a so why don't you kill me? I know, you know, like. And what does Kristen Wiig go back to doing? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Like is that guy that she that creep that she killed. She killed that he, dude. On the yeah, street. I hope he's I hope he's dead because I I'd hate to survive. He that. was a scumbag, like, right? I mean, he was, but like first she kicked all his teeth out, and then like kicked him across the street. Like she literally kicked him across the street. It was it was brutal. It was violent. Um, and then she has to go back to not wearing heels very well, and that was terrible. Like, what a what a what a hallmark of, of femininity in 1984. Like, oh, I got to be able to walk in heels. Man. Well, but that in 1984, that was a big that deal. It was. It was. It was a huge deal. But wow. I like when the girls were uh, exercising in the mall in the leotards. And all the guys, and are, just all the guys are just staring at her. <laughs> I told my family, I was like, that's what TikTok was in 1984. Was just going to the mall and watching these ladies work out. It's the same thing. Same thing. Totally true. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's totally true. <laughs> I yeah. I, there's. I just wanted. I wanted so much more from this movie. So much more. And that's that's the thing for me. Like I am a fan. I I I love Wonder Woman as a character. 
I think she is one of the most important female icons ever created, ever. She's so important. And to reduce her to this imagery is disheartening. You know, in the first movie, she had no agency. And in this one, she's she's a bad person. What one, um, and I thought this podcast was going to go here, but one thing I wanted to make sure we covered uh, was the impact of the decision to put it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. The numbers uh, for this film are going to be strikingly low compared to the first one. Sure. How do you properly, not how do we properly right. gauge this film? How do studio execs properly gauge this film? Is this a success? And how could it possibly be a success? Because the reality of it is, is that if this was released in December of 2019, mm-hmm. as is, I, you know, we don't know what changes they made. Would this movie have bombed? Um, I, personally, I think it would have. I See, I don't know that. Would enough people go to see her and, and to see Wonder Woman and be impressed with the 80s and nostalgia and all that stuff? Here's the thing. First weekend is great, but they do take into account, like it's a 10-day window that really kind of marks whether or not a a movie is good so a bunch of people could go first weekend but they really see what the drop off is for the second weekend and i think this movie will have an insane drop on the second weekend like there'd be so many people that'd be like no i'm not i'm not feeling this at all but the numbers but the numbers cannot um it's not an apples to apples comparison to compare well, it to the first movie. And you just wonder whether or not we have seen Gal Gadot play Wonder Woman for the last time. Well, clearly we haven't because we're going to see her again in, in um, Justice. Justice League. But you're right. Um, I think the thing that's that's going to be the most interesting here is the fact that the studio that made this movie is directly in control of the streaming platform that they showed it on. So there's going to be a recoup process that is better than what we know than what they'll even have to tell anybody. Cause most places don't actually like, they don't calculate what the, the streaming service stuff is. They don't, they don't calculate or they don't release it to the general public. So in terms of this being a flop, we'll never actually know how much of a flop it was if it actually qualifies as a flop for them, because you're talking, if let's say how many, how many subscribers does, or did uh, you know HBO Max have a month ago? We'll say ten million. I don't know a month ago, I know this month it's nine million. Okay, okay, so it's nine million this month, right? Nine million times fifteen, right? Fifteen dollars, right? Yeah. Is is what you're looking at? So that's almost one hundred fifty million dollars. But, but the problem with that is, okay, but Wonder Woman made eight hundred million dollars last time. Right. So you're not in the same stratosphere. And on top of that, because this is the Disney argument, mm-hmm. if you have HBO because of cable, you right. were an HBO subscriber. You didn't get HBO Max and pay extra for it. Right. So think about that. Do they qualify HBO subscribers as the same as HBO Max subscribers? Maybe they don't. So if it's nine million direct HBO Max subscribers and you bought this for a month, right? What are the chances that you've canceled it as soon as you watch Wonder Woman 84? Or are you going to look around on... And see all the great content on there. I mean, HBO Max, and I've said, you know, I proposed in January we do a podcast on, like, not the mea culpa, but just to check back in on HBO Max, because HBO Max is truly remarkable. I mean, the stuff that they're churning out is really, really great. Not just the superhero stuff. It's really, really great. It's true. Uh, The flight attendant was fantastic. Um. I have heard that is a great, great show. Oh, it's a great show. And it just just wrapped up. And that was and that was the week to week releases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they were releasing them sometimes two at a time. Mm -hmm. So you'd like, oh, my God, we got three and four. Awesome. Like, I love it. I love it. That was great. But Uh, they they were playing around with it. Uh, There's there's some really interesting stuff. Um, I'm embarrassed to say that. I was offering when Mulan came out streaming mm-hmm. and it was $30 and I said I wouldn't pay for $30, but I'd pay $75 to see <laughs> one woman. I can't believe I said that. I I mean, I was watching this and I just was at one point I said to my wife, because I had uh, we, we recorded this show's coming out on the Saturday after. Right. So the movie's been out for 24 hours. Right. Um, 
last night I offered, I said, if you don't want to watch the rest of this, I'll watch it in the morning. Cause I knew we had the podcast <laughs> coming up, but it was like, if there's something else you want to do. Like, yeah. <clears throat> well, I want to go back to the money thing real quick. Um, based on what they potentially are looking at. If you, if you calculate the interest in wonder woman and it's enough that people don't cancel HBO max until after justice league, the Snyder cut, that's not until March. Right. Is that confirmed that it's March? Yeah, yeah, it's it's March. Uh, Zach tweeted that out. Um, really? Accidentally, incidentally, that in March it's coming out. Um, so that's four months from now. On average, if these are all new subscribers, that's $15 per 9 million subscribers. That's $135 million. At this point in March, if Wonder Woman is the catalyst, they made $540 million without counting the theaters. That's That's huge. That's a lot Maybe. of money. Maybe. Like, yeah, you know, when you're talking, you don't I have can't argue this. I don't know the, the, the computations enough. I don't right? I don't know how to do this. I what I don't know is Christopher Nolan right in saying this is a this is a tragedy. It's it's a tragedy for the theater owners. And, and the, the structure of the business. Yes, I feel bad. But what movie is bringing now that this is over? Right. What movie is bringing you out to the theaters? Black Widow? No way. No, no, no way. No, not at all. There's not a movie. There's not a comic book movie that I need to see. No, probably until Spider-Man in December. Right, right. That's it. That's it. it like no other MCU movie has the scale. Um, no, no, no. They release a turn. But what, what I'm looking forward to is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Also in March, yeah. On streaming, but yeah. that's streaming, like that's fine. Yep, yep. Yeah, this this movie I think is a great experiment. Um, it's not a great movie, but it's a great no, experiment. No, but it's it's a great experiment, but it's it's not a great experiment because if you put if you put Doctor Strange as mm-hmm. the first as the streaming streaming movie, mm-hmm. a movie that people loved. Mm. You know, this uh, this this buddy of mine, this kid uh, made a suggestion and said that the timing of the pandemic was really fortuitous for Marvel. Could you imagine if Endgame hadn't been released? Oh, God. Yeah, we would have been. We would have. And they had to delay it. We would have it in the streets. Right. They delay Endgame because of a pandemic. It would have been crazy. How many people would go to the theater anyway? All of them. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that, but it's true. Endgame? But that's that's the thing, though, is Endgame was built as a movie that we had to see in theaters. We had to. Like, there hasn't been another movie that we have to see in theaters. Because, and, and I've said this openly, I'll say it again, at me if you want to, at Vantage In-House, Endgame is not a good movie. It is a great experience, but it is not a good movie. Narratively, it's flawed. Characterizations kind of are muddied but the experience of seeing that movie with other people will never be found again maybe if if it is it'll be another 40 years it is it is the star wars a new hope of our generation of my lifetime like i wasn't born when the first star wars came out so i can't speak to what that felt like but from those people that i know that were for that one and for endgame they're like that's the same thing that's the feeling that's the one where everybody universally is like, oh, my God, did you see that? It's not whether or not it was good or bad. It's did you see it? I still listen to the fan reaction to certain moments from Endgame just to get excited. That's huge. No movie on the docket coming up has that that impact, has that power. None. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm just being honest. I'm just oh, being honest. Oh, my God. Not a single one. However, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If anybody's listening, y'all heard it here. The the lack of output to theaters is a problem. However, I'm calling in 2021, you're going to see more movie drive-ins open than you have in decades. Yeah, you think that's coming? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're smart, yeah. it's a, it's it's a it's a theater experience that you can control per vehicle. The no, only I've difference seen is- them. I've seen them and I, I, you know, I've seen people go to them 
Mm -hmm. and I'm not against it. It would just it would have to be a movie that I needed to see. Of course. And I'm sorry, but the the home experience, Apple TV is beautiful. All I need is beautiful. The closest one that I can think of that might need that experience is uh, Godzilla versus Kong. I, only for for scale i need to I see it huge less. that's it I, I know i could care less I, I get it i get it i get it oh my like goodness. i said this is the only one i can think of based on scale that's it that's pretty wild that's pretty pretty wild my home theaters are powers why was she losing her powers dude dude all right, I'm not going there. All right. No, 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 no. Go there. Go there. Because I had that same I had that same conversation. What is what is her, uh, 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 Kristen Wiig getting powers have anything to do with her losing her powers? That was my biggest when problem. She's underneath that truck. How scared was she? she was oh, my God. She was terrified. She was terrified. Um, I thought it would have been interesting if the statement is Diana is so unique that when Kristen said, I want to be like her, that she took half of her power like like Diana was losing power because Kristen said she wanted to be like her and there's only that one source of power. So Diana was losing some, I was like, that would have been interesting. That's not what happened. It's the monkey's paw reaction to her own wish. Um, the only other thing that I would have done as the monkey's paw reaction is that the lasso stops working because she's not being honest, like address the fact that she's not being honest. She's being selfish. She's not, she's not telling the truth of the situation. She's not seeing the truth of the situation. And so the lasso stops working for her, especially as much as she's swinging around using it. How devastating would that be to her character when the lasso is like, you're not being honest. I am truth. I am bigger than you. That's what you said. If you're not being honest then I'm not, I'm not working with you. I would. I'd... That's banana rama. I'm just saying it's banana rama. That that's the only way to say it. That's right. That was a very 1984 reference too. I like banana. (laughs) She's got it. Oh baby, baby, she's got it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I could. I. I mean, I could do that under the table. Shout out to my to my guy. Um, (laughs) one of my buddies. He he threw out. Um, there's a song that plays in. Um, uh, I think it's when when Kristen. First has her her beautiful moment shows up at the party and Diana's looking for um she's looking for Max Well Lord, right? And there's a song that's playing. Now I can't think of what song it is, but he's like, mm, when did that song come out? Like that album didn't come out till October of 1984. And uh we find out later on that it's like fourth of July weekend. He's like, That song wasn't it wasn't out yet. Like, what are they doing? Like they're just randomly picking songs that came out in 1984. And I was like, Maybe it was on the radio. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. I can't um, remember what song it is now. It had me there's a up. rumor. There's a rumor that there was another scene, an ending uh, shot when they moved the movie from December 19 to the summer. Oh, uh, they were moving it to May. And this is pre pandemic and that they shot something else. So it wasn't like a winter movie. And then when it got moved back to the winter, they put the original scene back. Oh, wow. OK. OK. Can we address uh, yeah. the fact that it's really weird that the dude walks up to her and clearly Diana has slept with this man and he doesn't know that? Like, that's very rapey. It's disturbing. It's that really is so disturbing. rapey. Like, and I'm not saying it like facetiously. I'm dead serious. She knows who this guy is intimately and he has no idea who she is. Like, that's yeah. there's something innately wrong with that. Like... Uh, yeah not right man and she's and it goes back to the original thing she's dumb right and you don't want to see a character that means that much to be that stupid no not at all not at all because she comes off as the really smart one when they're all sitting in the with the superheroes and all in the back cave trying to figure out how to stop steppenwolf she's like the, the 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 normal one she's she's the one who convinces cyborg to come in like it's right. just not that character. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. Um, all right. You have a big stuff coming out. How can people find you online? Advantage in-house is the, is the place to be. That's me on uh, Twitter, on Instagram. Definitely follow me because um, I appreciate your attention. And there is something big coming out uh, very soon. Um, I cannot wait. It's going to uh, definitely showcase that I live up to that name, the hardest working man in comics. That's for sure. It's great. It's it, it, it's it's very cool. I don't know what it is, but it's great. Thank you. 
You see that? See, I, <laughs> I, I like it. I love what it is. I'm not saying I know what it is. I can't say what it is because I, <laughs> I was sworn to secrecy, but right. I know what it is. Right. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening to uh, the podcast. This is the final episode for 2020. Uh, January, we have a couple of big treats. Uh, Lex Luthor or The Flash, uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the cast of the new Batman animated film, Batman Soul of the Dragon. Um, that's all coming out in, in January. Plus, we're going to say uh, make nice with HBO Max because I was really mean <laughs> to them a year ago. <laughs> so those are the, the plans for January. But uh, this we're going to let this breathe a little bit. Uh, we're not going to have an episode until after the first of the year. The first full week in January, uh, we'll be back with more of the Hall of Justice. Uh, Victor, uh, I, I, I can't do this without you. And I just want to say this year, especially considering the fact that you and I have seen each other, we've done shows in person. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine when that's ever going to happen again. <laughs> Here's hoping, man. Here's hoping. It's crazy. It's crazy. But everybody's upgraded their audio and everybody's got nicer setups. And uh, it, 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 it's pretty, pretty wild. Uh, stay safe, please. Uh, stay home if you can. Uh, have a safe holiday. Have a safe new year. And uh, we'll see you in 2021. <laughs>